0: Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Haggerty. Today I'm joined by the co-founder of Kiko, Val Scheutz. How are you today, Val?
1: Hey, I'm good. Um, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. Saturday morning, I mean, what better way to spend a time than t- chatting to me on a podcast. <laughs> You're a good, good man. Uh, but exactly. thank you for being here. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to discovering more about the kiko story what was going on why you started and and how's it all going i know you guys have gone through some really cool things Uh, it's a very good product i was looking or service i should say i was checking it out recently and uh, so i'm looking forward to this conversation so without further ado with for those people that have never heard of kiko or or know what the service is just give us an outline and overview of what kiko is
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So basically, the whole thing started um, roughly like a year ago. And it was because I basically started to look into buying a property in Vienna. And because I'm living in London, um, it's quite difficult to actually, you know, manage your property, rent it out, take care of, you know, the, the whole tenancy. And so my mom basically said, like, she she won't help me, uh, basically, I'm on my own, <laughs> and uh, I was basically like, there must be an app or something, you know, that just does it for you, because there's like an app for everything nowadays, yeah. you can easily miss, uh, listen to your favorite music, you can, you know, get a Uber to take you from A to B, or just get your food delivered to the, the doorsteps, and... Um, I was quite surprised that there's actually not anything in the market which just allows you to quickly rent a property online um, and also just takes away you know, all the, the admin work um, that usually comes with, with running a property. And so we effectively started a business which allows from private landlords to professional landlords and estate agents to digitalize um, the whole renting experience, have their own online web booking platform and also takes away the hassle of, of, you know, managing all these properties.
0: Yeah, amazing. I I love stories and companies that are born out of frustration from the founders. And I think this is something that obviously a lot of businesses are formed from and a lot of stories can relate to that, which is great. How has the journey been then for the last, when when were you founded? When did you start?
1: Um, We raised a a pre-seed round last year in uh, December. Um, So since then we basically started hiring a team and then worked quite uh, a lot on uh, getting the product out, getting the first uh, paying customers and uh, now um, basically ramping up uh, revenue and sales.
0: Love it. So how's everything been since raising that money? Because you you raised half a million pounds, which is a a great first round and Mm. something that I think just goes to show that this service is desired, it's wanted, it's needed. How did it feel when you sort of completed that and it was, that's the moment that is kind of like, well, now you have to do it.
1: Yeah, um, it was quite funny to be honest. So I uh, previously worked for Revolut and I was leading the growth efforts there. So I spent two and a half years, um, you know, working with the founders and and other early employees to get Revolut from, from less than a million customers to over 10. And um, basically that summer, we I spoke with a former software engineers uh, of mine, and we basically both chatted about how bad actually, you know, the renting experience in London is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just here where right? they used to live in, in Vienna, in, in Milan, and Lisbon. And it, it, it always surprised me that, you know, for something where you spend most of your money on and spend most of your time at, uh, it's just so difficult to find the place you really like. And... Uh, it involves so much back and forth communication between, you know, landlords and agents. And um, yeah, so effectively, like we we found the pain point, was surprised that there's a gap in the market and it seems like not to be properly solved yet. And then uh, basically I reached out to a few uh, investors, um, including Seedcamp, and they were quite excited by the opportunity. And uh, yeah, everything went quite fast and then there wasn't any going back
0: exactly no going back uh, and again the point your point was proven i guess i mean let's talk about the rental side of things in london i think if you walk down any london street no matter where it is you see multiple state agencies multiple properties for rent for you to come in and and say listen we want to disrupt that we want to change that we want to we want to make a, a different experience that's a big mission that's a big ask how how do you think or or what is the biggest challenge of that i should say on a sort of consumer level kiko reaching out to those right people who are going to understand this mission
1: yeah sure um i think i mean in the end it always starts with a great product right that that solves a really uh, painful problem Mm -hmm. for people and i think there's different niches in in you know property rental Um, Initially, we we started with uh, focusing heavily on people that relocate to London because uh, when I relocated to London, it wasn't possible to rent a a property, you know, just from abroad. Um, Similar to how bank accounts um, had to be opened in the country. Um, It was just not possible, right? And so I found it always quite frustrating because in the end, you spend a lot of money uh, on an Airbnb and then you need to basically, you know, search for two, three weeks, you need to take vacation in order to basically find a home. And then, you know, London is a quite big city. And until recently, it was very difficult to rent anything um, because there was a shortage in supply. Mm -hmm. And so effectively, um, you know, three weeks uh, on the London market isn't much for finding a good flat.
0: Yeah. And there's so much pressure as well when you rent in London. Yeah, exactly. And the estate agent is like, oh, I've got 17,000 other people queuing up to take this apartment. If you need it, you need to tell me right now.
1: Exactly. And, and and what I always find frustrating is that often you don't you know you don't have enough pictures or any information mm-hmm. um, about a property online so you can actually make a decision, right? Yeah. Even if I just want to view it or not. Um, and then additionally to that if I like a property a lot, I can't just rent it, you know, mm. like I need to go through the whole normal process and then the estate agent might, or the landlord might not see my message and yeah. then I don't see, you know, it's just a, it's a, a lot of back and forth. St-
0: is, I think it's probably one of the most stressful, confusing slash underwhelming things that you can do normally. Um, yeah. What I love about Kiko is when I was on your site, the walk around feature that you guys, have, you guys have implemented into apartments is outstanding i mean it just gives you as a potential tenant that that like real life view of what's what it can be to live there was that experience for you was that sort of user experience i should say something that from day one you wanted to implement was that was that one of those mandatory things that you needed to have
1: yeah i i think you know like um we should use technology to, to make our lives easier, right? And uh, there's certain technology advancing a lot, which is uh, how you can capture the, the real world and, and bring it into a digital world. And uh, I first saw the technology, I think roughly a year ago, and I was quite you know surprised that it wasn't largely adopted in the market. Because it's, it's good to see pictures, right? Or even videos, but it's very, it's not the same feeling as actually walking through something as, as being there. And I think these 3D models, where you can, you know, see every corner and and you know move around really the way you want to do, I think that's the future. And I think it just will get better and better with you know, augmented reality and virtual reality and and you know all the developments that's happening in that uh, industry. And I think also Apple is pushing a lot uh, with their uh, smartphones and, and you know tablets um, to make it easier for people to capture that uh, virtual world. Mm. So to give you an example, um. Most people probably played uh, FIFA or any you know uh, games from Electronic Arts or maybe even Grand Theft Auto. And so what they used to do, or similar to movies like Avatar, is they had like professional cameras mapped around you, and they had like dots everywhere to basically capture your face and your facial expressions and how you move, and then try to use this to make games more realistic, right? Mm-hmm. And the setup used to cost I think a hundred to half a million. Um, like a few years ago and nowadays you can take an iPad with the LiDAR scanner and you have the same results, probably even more accurate and the iPad costs you, I don't know, 500 pounds. So it's, it's just insane how how much how progress much it- and innovation yeah. is happening.
0: It's crazy. Why do you think on a sort of on a personal level for you but also of the obviously from the business side, why do you think the, the estate agent game, the rental market in London, hasn't been disrupted as much as it could because I feel like there's so many opportunities for the estate agents to to do what you're doing and and obviously put that technology in place but they're not doing. It. Why do you think that is? It's a
1: difficult one. Um, I think on one hand it's it's an industry where there's a lot of money in it and so it makes it very hard for new companies, you know, to to enter the market. Um, let's say um you know if you look at marketing budgets of estate agents or like just a headcount that they have to operate um it's very difficult for for a small firm to really compete with them uh, on the other hand if you look at more professional developers um that basically you know own and, and 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 rent out their apartments um they need to raise a lot of money like you know hundreds of millions to to build their portfolio and so it's not just it's not that easy to enter and and yeah. It's also a very fragmented market. Um, you have all these individual landlords that are spread out. Um, and so I think it, in a way, like it, it's, it's, I think that's one reason that it's, you know, very fragmented, hard to enter. I think on the other hand, um, technology was just not uh, far enough to really, you know, solve that pain point that, you know, people are addressing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, I guess, maybe luck or, you know, that's, That the real tech founders haven't really entered that market yet because most of the um, the products that you see on the market right now i wouldn't say they're very you know highly technical products they're not really that advanced they're very you know um i would say like internet 1.0 applications where you post a form post some information and then you know um do something with that information but there isn't a lot of business logic and and so on in the background
0: well like you said as well before sort of this year the supply and demand has been outrageous in london and estate agents could get away with having a you know a 10 minute rental time on something because people were so desperate for housing and and finding right apartment so it falls into falls into perhaps not the right apartment i know that you've you know you're still fairly new in the market but how how have you seen changes this year in terms of how people are renting and that sort of opportunity that arises are you jumping on that
1: yeah sure um i mean there's a massive change happening at the moment and to be honest it's very hard to predict because you know it's still very early there's a lot of uh dynamics currently changing in the market and it's you know nobody knows if they go back to normal in a few years or if Mm -hmm. they just stay Um, i think in general what happened in london is that you have you went from a supply shortage uh, where it was basically if you have any property right you're gonna rent it out to a massive oversupply on, yeah. um, and, um, so f- to give you an example, so a year ago when we looked for a flat in Chelsea, uh, there were I think maybe 30, 40 um, max two bed apartments. And you know then if you look at the price range that, that suits you, it maybe shrinks to 10. <laughs> um, now you have over a thousand properties in Chelsea that are two beds wow. available and it increases month over month because on one hand you have uh, travel restrictions so all the airbnbs go in the long-term market um you don't have um you know the international students coming in and also a lot of the experts are not coming in and then you have uh, basically a lot of people that either you know move to the countryside um or like in the outer skirts of london because it's cheaper and they have more space uh-huh. or they went back to their home country or a parent's place because you know um the economy is a bit uh, you know not in the best place right now and so that whole change combined with you know the restrictions of you know how you can meet people and how you can do viewings and the whole thing meant that the industry had to you know become much more uh, quicker digital than it used to be um, and it, it starts from you know signing contracts over payments um, to for example uh, simple things like reconciling payments I mean it's it's some of the biggest agents they still employ you know uh, a lot of people to just go through bank account statements and make sure that actually people paid um, and i think what they realize now is that because people don't make decisions because there's such an oversupply in the market um their cost is going up massively because as you said back in the days you had a 10 minutes viewing and it was gone now you probably have to do 90 to 100 viewings to to rent out any apartment um, and so you know, like uh, I think everybody looks at okay, how can we optimize the journey? How can we reduce the time we need to spend on on, on a property? And also, how do we reduce the costs? Mm.
0: What's been one what of the What's been one of the biggest challenges for you then in this market? Because on one hand, you you are in the forefront of how people are in the future going to be wanting to view properties and rent properties and and things like that. But on the other hand, you know. You are still fairly new and, and fairly fresh and and not perhaps on people on the forefront of people's minds. Mm. How have you bridged the gap for that? How have you made sure that you are becoming known and you are, you know, get like I said earlier, get in front of those right people.
1: Yeah. Um. So initially, we we thought we can uh, start to like basically like focus on on private landlords renting out the properties directly to consumers. Uh, what well, we quickly realized that it is because of COVID. It's not that easy at the moment because mm. um, it's difficult to know what property needs to be acquired in order to rent it out. Because you know, there's just so much choice right now, uh, and then it's small details like you know, maybe the other flat around the corner looks basically identical, but the guy uh, charges me a hundred pounds less, yeah, and so I'll exactly. take it. know and it's over, it's,
0: it? it's now yeah, it's the renters' market rather than rather than the uh, no, the rentees' market rather than the renters. Yeah.
1: And then uh, you also have other d- market dynamics. So in general, like um, I think the virtual viewings, so what we saw is that um, there's already a subset of people that are used to do things online, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the young kids, the, let's say the 18 to 25 year olds that are used to um, use Airbnb that, you know, booked for example, through a Home or um, other providers like uh, Home when they did Erasmus. Yeah. And so these people are quite used to rent things uh, without actually, you know, being physically there at a viewing. And so what we thought is like initially the the best market is actually to go after, you know, international people relocating to London. But then COVID came and effectively that whole market kind of went gone, you know. Um, and so what we realized in, in the last few months is that actually there's a much bigger uh, problem to solve, which is, um, you know, all these professional uh, landlords and estate agents, they need to have technology, right? They they need to have their own web presence. They need to, um, you know, uh, have their own CRM where they manage the relationship of a customer. And currently there's a lot of different tools that you have to use, whether it's, you know, uh, traditional spreadsheets or, um, you know, um, some suppliers that do a reference check. It's a very stitched together product, which costs you a lot of time because, you know, everything is still quite manual. And on the other hand, also, has a lot of costs. And so what we realized is that if we can offer them, uh, you know, uh, a centralized and streamlined experience, which manages end to end the whole experience for a price point that is, you know, 10 times cheaper than what it is in the market. Plus you have a a hundred times better experience because suddenly you can rent out any property online in less than three minutes, including a reference check, uh, risk checks and payment and also signing your contract um, you know a lot of people are like wow this is you know this doesn't exist and we make it as easy as, as shopify made it to basically start your own e-commerce business you just go on the website add a few properties and you're ready to go
0: love that for you within kiko what's next then because i'm sure that you've had a lot of questions this year in terms of how you're how you're adjusting how you're changing What's the plan for Geekko moving forward and and where else do you want to explore?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I think we want to keep innovating, right? I think uh, we're just getting started in the market. Um, We're talking to some really interesting clients that, you know, have managed over 20,000 properties uh, overall. Um, So our target is basically to get as many people to use our platform to help as many people as possible and also improve for both the tenant and, you know, the landlord and estate agent. Uh, the experience of of renting out properties. And I think there's, to be honest, there's so much to do and there's so many opportunities. Um, I think what we are focusing right now on is infrastructure. Um, The way we see it, we're building this, you know, the fundament. of of what we need to go to the next level. And I think what would be really cool is something where you as a tenant have, you know, your centralized hub for your living. And you can, if you need a cleaner, you can order a cleaner. If you want to have new furniture, you can upgrade your furniture. Um, You know, you don't need to manage different utility providers anymore. Everything is, you know, uh, consolidated in one app. Um, If I leave, you know, everything is automatically canceled and so there's so many small things that we can improve and, and you know help people to to, to live a better life
0: yeah. i mean that's the, that's the way the world is going as well isn't it people are craving sort of that those one stop shop appliances for parts of their life uh, and that sounds ideal you know having cuz what well, last year or a couple of years ago this is where sort of the co-living spaces started to become really popular yeah. where you know you, you can just rock up exactly like that everything's dealt with everything so almost like a permanent hotel and I think the the younger you know those under 30s are, are the ones that want that sort of lifestyle and and still want to be able to live in a lovely apartment lovely house and and not have to worry about dealing with those dealing with landlords and and dealing with all these other issues that come with just housing in general really for you Have you enjoyed this journey so far? Because obviously, you know, even though you were in um, Revolut beforehand, which is a a very exciting startup, well, I don't know if you can call it a startup anymore, but very exciting business. And then moving into your own business, have you enjoyed that? Have you enjoyed sort of making that transition from that classic, you know, role to founder position?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I enjoyed my time at Revolut. It was, you know, a lot of learnings in two and a half years. It was. I think when I joined we were like less than 100 people when I left uh, 2000, so Jeez. it was quite a journey, you know, to see it from the inside to, with a lot of ups and downs. Um, but overall, you know, it was a great journey, I still have a lot of friends there and, and also a lot of people helping me with my business that are still attached to Revolut. Um, on the other hand, yeah, I really enjoy, you know, being a founder, I think. Um you have a lot more variety and on you know what your day to day job looks like. There's a lot of new things you have to learn very quickly, which you know uh, I really enjoy um so just last week, I had to learn how to create animation videos to create you know a product demo for us and I think it's just cool you know like you learn all these new skills um you can you know be very creative you yeah. you can express yourself and then um I think that tri- like the actually so the, the work we're doing right now um, so I'm still doing a lot of design I'm coding from time to time and you know doing a lot of the product work and growth work um, but you know as, as the company becomes more and more successful and, and grows uh, obviously as a founder you you're less and less uh, involved in these things mm-hmm. and and you know you need to delegate more and more so I try to enjoy it as long as I actually can work on product and, and you know contribute um, because I, I know and that you've got
0: that next stage of learning how to delegate better and, and move into that leadership role. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it, um, one of the reasons I left Revolut was because, you know, I think at some point it becomes a bit, uh, I felt like I'm becoming too senior and too high level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the end of the day, like I didn't really, you know, directly like I had designers we had product yeah. managers, everything that, you know, when
0: the team move away from the product
1: yeah you get away from the day-to-day job and you're more like uh it's a lot more communication you know structuring people and and making sure that people are aligned making sure that people work efficiently and i think it's exciting but i felt like you know um at 29 years old uh, i might uh, go back to actually doing things you know um, hands-on before i'm getting to a high level
0: it's a great learning experience as well going through that sort of fast growth situation because within your own business you now know what you really want to do within it what you always you know even though as it grows you may sl- get a little bit more detached from it but you're still mentally going to think I want to be involved in that I want to make sure I'm, I'm still hands on uh, which is a great place for a founder to be uh, yeah. listen listen Val my final question to you then is how can people find out more about Kiko how can people find out more about you guys uh, and perhaps get in touch
1: yeah, sure. Um, just go on uh, www.akiko.homes homes, um, or you know, message me on on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, or Facebook uh, by just you know Val Shorts. Um, happy to chat to everyone, and um, really enjoyed the interview. So f- thanks a lot for having me.
0: No, thank you, Val, for coming on. I wish you all the best of luck, with Kiko. I'm sure it is about time that industry got fully disruptive and uh, it sounds like you're the guys to do it so well done on that congratulations on your all your success and thank you for the conversation today thanks thanks everyone for listening and watching this has been founders 365